0: A follow up to the American Bar Association section of taxation 2022 May tax meeting on this episode. Thank you for tuning in.
1: Welcome to Tax Justice Warriors, the podcast that celebrates the work of low income taxpayer clinics, focuses on tax controversy work, and looks at related issues in tax news. I'm your host, William Schmidt.
0: Well, thank you for tuning in to this episode of Tax Justice Warriors. We are back to a solo podcast since Andrew Belter is joining the IRS Office of Chief Counsel. So it is back to just me. And I don't know if I will increase the episode frequency at this point, but it may be back to 15 minute episodes every two weeks, I'm not sure. So let's just see how things go. But at this point, I wanted to give a recap of the American Bar Association Section of Taxation 2022 May tax meeting. Now that took place on Thursday, May 12 through Saturday, May 14, 2022 in Washington, D.C and there wound up being a pretty large turnout there were something in the in the range of just below 1300 attendees from what i understand and this was a hybrid tax meeting so there were also also just below 500 attendees appearing virtually so I am going to go through what I was in attendance for and provide some commentary on what happened. Now I got into Washington DC Thursday morning, so I wound up making it to the conference partway in the hour between one and two o'clock. So. I went over to the low income taxpayer representation workshop and came in on partway into the conversation with past and present Brunswick fellows. So I can't speak to the entire panel, but it was good to hear from the group there on what the Brunswick fellowship meant to them the good work that they're doing in their organizations and frankly i find that it is a good way to encourage and develop the next generation of tax attorneys within the field so i definitely encourage and support the brunswick fellowship through the american bar association And I want to note, I am getting over a cold at this point. So if my voice does sound a bit off and I'm using a headset that has been provided by my work, so that may explain why I'm sounding different than usual on the Tax Justice Warriors podcast. Okay, next, with the low income taxpayer representation workshop was rebuilding the sense of community. And that meant that the room was divided into breakout sessions where we talked over different topics that are affecting low income taxpayers specifically and so for my breakout session, I went and we discussed the Batchelor case. Uh, we weren't quite sure on the pronunciation, but the small group was headed up by Elizabeth Moresca, that she is a clinical professor of law at Fordham University School of Law and supervising attorney of their federal tax clinic. And her case, is actually Castillo, that we were discussing the bachelor case that they really do not have good facts in their case. Basically, the law firm was a day late in filing their petition. So there really aren't any good facts for equitable tolling, while the Castillo case does have good facts. So we were discussing that. And I would potentially like to have Elizabeth on this podcast sometime this summer to discuss because hopefully there will be some action in their circuit on the Castillo case, but also it is interesting that there was a disclosure by the IRS to the former attorney representing Ms. Castillo and based on that disclosure, then there is a separate case where there is a lawsuit for damages based on the action where the IRS made that disclosure and so there was not a proper filing in Ms. Castillo's case. So I I think that is very interesting and think that would be great to bring up to you as a follow-up episode. Okay, so following that workshop, then with a little bit of behind the scenes, I was helping out with the American Bar Association People in Tax podcast, and Gina On was there, and I showed her how to do some work with Audacity for recording podcasts. And so I believe she was able to record one or two podcast episodes there during the May tax meeting. Following that, there were some receptions. I went to one of the welcome receptions and Commissioner Reddig and his wife were there and they spoke to the gathering. And overall, I would say that people were very excited to be gathered and It seemed like they were eager to have their conversations at the receptions. So that was quite good. From there, I am going to turn to the Friday sessions for May the 13th. And yes, it was Friday the 13th, but it did not seem like anything terribly unlucky happened during the day. So the first session I went to, was the individual and family taxation. And that went from 8 to 1045 that morning. And the first half was a discussion on subregulatory guidance. And there was a talk with Professor Les Book, Jack Cummings, and Michael Desmond. And while on the one hand, it was good to hear about subregulatory guidance. And my takeaway from that was that regulatory guidance is at one level, but often at the taxpayer level, they are just looking at some basic guidance, whether that might be IRS publications or something along that level. But what I found interesting more, and, and I think the audience thought it went well was that Les book, Jack Cummings and Michael Desmond had, had a great chemistry on stage where there was some of it about whether Jack Cummings would make comments on certain regulations and really when, when they chose to make their comments or not and a little bit of their interplay was, was kind of humorous to watch and and so they just seemed to have a good time in discussing this serious topic and made it rather entertaining for an early morning start to dive into a good discussion of taxes then after that there was a focus specifically on IRS examinations and I do feel a little bit that the panel started out with a presentation from an individual with IRS wage and investment. But then after that, it it got a little critical of IRS examinations, and there were several members of the audience who had questions or comments to ask. And the panel went a little long. So it does seem like this is a hot topic for criticism of examinations for items like the earned income tax credit, the child tax credit and other areas. So definitely a piece that might merit some follow-up. Then after that, um, I was to uh, be at the pro bono table from one to two o'clock as part of my ABA scholarship to attend the May tax meeting. So I was not sure if I would fit in a interview with Samantha Galvin for the ABA People in Tax podcast. And we just decided to have lunch instead at that point because She was the moderator for that second half of the individual and family taxation meeting. From there, I was on part of the court practice and procedure and the committee panels went from 3 to 5.45 and my panel was from 4.30 to 5.45, but my group wanted to meet at 2.45 and make some adjustments on some things we would talk about. So we did that. Then from 3 to 4.15, there was a presentation of current developments. And so there was a discussion by Judge Toro from the tax court, providing some statistics on various cases. Judge Victor Wolski with the Court of Federal Claims give a presentation and then there were talks by the IRS Office of Chief Counsel and the Department of Justice, so various updates on recent cases. Then at 4.15 there was a discussion of the next Chief Judge Kathleen Kerrigan will be the chief judge starting June 1st for the US tax court. And so there was a look at her legal career, her background in legislation, and some of her prominent decisions. Then from there, there was a shift to the collection due process cases in U.S. tax court panel that I was on. We went from 4.30 to 5.45, and we really tried to pack in quite a bit to that panel. We started out with just a quick introduction to collection due process. We looked at the concept of prior opportunities, at the administrative record, At the bachelor case and I really summed it up by or or I concluded it by looking at low income taxpayers really walking through how they do not understand the collection due process whole procedure and so by the time they are getting to tax court, they're often confused whether they have had a prior opportunity that would prevent them from discussing the litigation at the tax court level, or perhaps they're looking for a collection alternative. And again, they should not be there at the tax court level. And so there are several petitioners in the tax court process that They may not have thought there was any abuse of discretion, yet that is the examination happening at the tax court level. They go through that process, and when they're done, it is not a satisfying process because there was not good communication along the way of why the taxpayer there is there and what they're looking for. So I was overall urging that there be better communication about collection due process. And that will definitely help out the tax court process by getting taxpayers out of the system that should not be there and hopefully getting them to the proper connection of where they need to be. So after that, there were actually a couple receptions going on. I wound up going to the section reception and was able to chat with both the former national taxpayer advocate Nina Olson and the current national taxpayer advocate Aaron Collins that I think that went well. And then there was a young lawyers reception that was offsite from the hotel. And I do not know how late that reception went, but it seemed to be going a little late when when I went back to the hotel, but I was able to meet with both some people in private practice and with IRS chief counsel, able to chat with them about their jobs. And I thought that was quite a good time for networking. Uh, And as a tip for that bar, if you were looking to get some food, then it was good to stand right before the kitchen and the waiters and waitresses as they're bringing out food to pass to the crowd. I was among the group able to get first Look at the hors d'oeuvres and able to fill up that way. So that was a good day on Friday. And then on Saturday, I attended the court practice and procedure breakfast, and they were planning some of their next panels. Frank Agostino had several good suggestions for upcoming panels, but I left before the Breakfast was over with their planning session to go to the pro bono and tax clinics session where they had tax court updates, where they supplemented the report from the tax court that happened on the day before. They wound up having the entire group, the five attorneys, I believe that are, the special trial judges that we had, Chief Special Trial Judge Louis Carluzzo, Special Trial Judge Diana Layden, Special Trial Judge Adam Landy, and Special Trial Judge Yun Kyung Choi, and my apologies if I mispronounced her name. And he was not scheduled, but Special Trial Judge Peter Panuthos, was going to be on the next panel. So he joined them for the tax court updates. And so all five special trial judges were in attendance there on that panel. And so since the new special trial judges, Landy and Choi are recent judges, then Judge Carluzzo interviewed the both of them to give us a bit of a feel for who they are as judges. Then following that was a panel on petitions and answers in the tax court. So that was moderated by Professor Christine spidell at Villanova Law School, that the panelists were Special Trial Judge Peter Panuthos of the US Tax Court, then Professor Elizabeth Moresca at Fordham School of Law. That there was um, going to be Bob Probasco of Texas AM University School of Law, and he was not able to be there in attendance. But then the final panelist was Paul Butler of IRS Chief Counsel SBSE. And so There is going to be good representation of the low income taxpayer clinics, but then there is also Judge Panuthos and IRS chief counsel in attendance to give all of the views regarding petitions and answers in tax court. But I will say that some of the different questions and comments from the audience were a bit pointed for Mr. Butler with IRS chief counsel. So I think again, there was a little bit of back and forth on just what is happening with petitions and answers in the tax court. And so another topic to be addressed in the future for a panel or otherwise to to look at, to bring about some reform perhaps in the future. So, okay, after that, then there was the plenary luncheon that I attended and the pieces that I was able to attend were the 2022 Distinguished Service Award recipient, Karen Hawkins and she has quite the long history of service so I would recommend looking that up and she also had commentary to make on the upcoming Supreme Court decision regarding Roe v. Wade. So if you're interested, they do have the video available on the ABA website. And then Karen LaPicus from Florida received the pro bono award. And I have a little bit of a connection with her through LinkedIn and was able to chat with her about a little bit of our connections that we are, are both a little bit connected to Florida but she gave her speech and it does show that she is very compassionate and caring to receive help for different taxpayers in need. And so she spoke about what a pro bono attorney does and she gave five characteristics. Number one, they raise their hand, meaning they volunteer. Number two, they see their pro bono clients as themselves. Number three, they listen. Number four, they don't tell, they teach. And number five, they make their client feel seen. And one of the comments after both women spoke was that since both women were named Karen, that that should redefine the term Karen out in the world with how distinguished and hardworking these two women are. So I would also salute them as well. Then at that point, they were shifting to a discussion that I had to miss because I needed to start heading out for catching my flight back to Kansas City but overall I thought it was a wonderful May tax meeting. It was a pleasure to see so many people from the low income taxpayer clinic community and some different other people that I've been in touch with to hear some great sessions for learning. And there are ones that I had to miss that I would have liked to attend on Friday afternoon, and so I will probably be catching up with those on the videos on the ABA website, but I definitely recommend going to an ABA tax meeting. It is a wonderful time that you get to meet great people, make good connections, and catch up with friends over time. So it was definitely worth going. I'm glad I went. And so that was a piece of what I saw at the May tax meeting. Thank you for tuning in and look forward to the next podcast recording. Take care, everyone.
1: Thank you for listening to Tax Justice Warriors. We have a Patreon page if you'd like to support this podcast. Providing monetary support for this podcast Helps with expenses like equipment or travel to tax conferences. Supporting this podcast through Patreon comes with rewards, so check out our Patreon page. Please rate or review this podcast because positive reviews help get more people to know this podcast exists. The views expressed on this podcast are not official opinions of the IRS, the Low Income Taxpayer Clinic Program, or the employers of the people who spoke on this program. Your tax situation is unique, so do not take the statements on this program as tax or legal advice. Consult with your own tax professional to provide you with specific advice on your situation. Tune in next time on Tax Justice Warriors for another interesting tax discussion.